it's another episode of But I'm Tess. I'm Tess, the namesake of the name, and I am joined by my dearest songbird of the sea, Trina. Oh my god, songbird of the sea? What is that exactly? Like a mermaid? Yeah. A fish? A fish. A fish fish in your ear. Fish are kind of the birds of the sea. So true. I'm so excited about this week specifically because I feel a little more connected to our topic, which is ghosts. Hey. I don't associate ghosts with death. Trina, do you? Yeah, you know, I do personally. Okay. But you know what? This is, you're going to speak on this, I think. I think sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just associate them with Bollywood, but we will get into that later. Okay, yes. I'm going to have to put a pin in that and come back to it. But um, for me, ghosts have always been about how hot Danny Phantom was Oh, absolutely. Uh, to me as a kid. That was my exact type. I liked that he glowed. Um, and I think that's it. That's all that I liked about him. <laughs> but <laughs> tell us about... Um, Tell us about Bollywood ghosts. I've like not, obviously I'm not cultured or educated on that at all. <laughs> well, there was this movie. It's famous. It's a pretty famous movie. Um, if you ask any South Asian person about it, they will probably know about it. It's called Om Shanti Om. And the story goes that there's this guy and he wants to be an actor like so bad. Um, And I don't want to give you any spoilies, but I'm just, I have to give you context. So he wants to be this actor and then he like dies in a tragic accident, I think, from what I recall. Um, And he never ends up becoming an actor. He kind of is always struggling. And then in his next life, he becomes like a really famous, famous, like superstar of an actor um, and starts having these like recursions from his past life like he's remembering things and he remembers like a film actress that died in his past life who he was really in love with and then in Mm. his present life he's like desperately looking for her and like wants to hire her wants to find someone that looks like her to play her in a movie or something like that anyway i'm obviously not telling you the plot very well but there are a lot of dance numbers in this movie that have to do with him being a ghost and not a ghost and trying to hire a ghost, like trying to play an actor who plays a ghost. Um, And it haunted me for, I would say years. Like I watched this when I was like seven or eight. It was a big deal. (laughs) We all went to the theater and um, for some reason, 2007, 2008 Bollywood was a lot. There was a lot of ghost stuff. So there was that movie. um, There were a few others and there was just like a, there was a renaissance of them. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from in that, like, I don't know a ton of like Western ghost references, except like, I do know the whole like dancing around or like being in like white dress situations and like floating. Like I get that, that whole stereotype, but the ghosts I'm dealing with in my consciousness, they're all from Om Shanti Om. So. Okay. And we'll unpack that, I'm sure. Right. Uh, If I can just provide you with pretty much the only, the most important, I should say, uh, Western ghost reference would be uh, Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, which is just a, it's a pinnacle of of film, I think. 
And you know how a lot of a lot of the times in Scooby Doo they take a mask off of someone, but in this one, it's a real ghost situation. That's so crazy. We love that subversion. Um, anyway. One Halloween, Trina, I decided to dress up as a ghost because I was feeling a little like I didn't want to put a huge effort in. And this right. was in college. Mm-hmm. So I cut holes in my precious prized sheets uh, and put that over my body. Right. And was just kind of walking around college campus in the sheet. And it was a cold, brisk evening. So it was working fine. Right. And then, you know, the homies were like, let's go to a party. Hi, party. And it, you know how college parties in basements go where it's <laughs> hot and sweaty and who's touching me and why? Especially um, because we did go to the same college. I do know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Famously, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trina and I, how many times did we accidentally bump into each other in a steam-filled fraternity basement with uh, natty lights sticking to our shoes? Well, Probably never not because tons. I never was invited to the frat parties, I will say. <laughs> so I was never bumping into you at those. But I was bumping into you at Crafts House parties, which were infamously th- themed really poorly. Like, they were like... The yellow magic school bus comes up from hell. Like, that, those were the themes, and you right. have to dress up that way. Anyway, continue. They were all <laughs> sticky. I was a ghost in a sticky, sweaty room, and no one could see me, but they all wanted to. They were all like, Ooh. what's going on under there? It was awful. <laughs> it was a bad idea. Oh, my God. Um, Whoa. Really? That's but crazy. <laughs> but I had fun. Um, and <laughs> Your voice that's been quivering. my personal. No, I was good, you know. <laughs> let's talk about how um (laughs) if you were to become a ghost in theory you would have to die (laughs) do you feel like we can't ignore it is there like the most embarrassing way in your mind to die and the sickest way to die because sometimes i'm like maybe i should take risks because it'd be better to like be killed by being mauled by a lion Mm -hmm. than just like conking out in my sleep like not physically but you know story-wise i think the sleep thing is like really cute i like the idea of dying in your sleep and all your family is like thinking of you and around you but this is the most embarrassing way to die for me um is like in those like there's those new sleeping pods i forget from which country but we were talking about this oh it was like sweden i think yes the swedish swedish like sleeping death pods where you can go and like sign up for them medically and kind of have your life come to an end. And it works for people who are like struggling in some way and they medically, and they just kind of want to end it, whatever. Um, I think for some reason that to me, if I like accidentally stumbled into one of those, like completely by accident, (laughs) because I thought it was just a sleeping pod, like they have in airports. Um, and I had, for some reason I picture those in airports a lot, but like and I brought all my belongings with me and all my belongings are like really embarrassing. I think that would be an embarrassing way for me to die because people would find me in the little pod with all my stuff <laughs> and then like know <laughs> what I was planning on doing and where I was going. I do think it would be a little bear. I do. I have to mm. say because I know that I'm the kind to stumble into it accidentally. So I will say, you know, objects trying to take objects with you to the second life is common Mm -hmm. in some cultures, certainly the Egyptian 
that's the only one that I can call to mind right now. No, speak but, on you know, it. They, <laughs> they, put, they put little trinkets and, like, jewels even in the tombs of Hello, people dying. Hello, historian. Yeah, I, I read. Um, <laughs> so and even, you know, like, sometimes they'll bury grandma with a pack of her favorite cigarettes because you know she deserves it one last time right um up in heaven i guess so if you brought the right things with you on your trip Mm -hmm. you might end up having the right things with you in your second life that's so true or it would be like every time i go to new york and i have to carry around a little suitcase with me because none of my friends are in their apartments on time so i can't drop off my (laughs) stuff so i have to carry it around brooklyn like i'm Mary Poppins. So that if I have to be oh. like that in my past life too, that will be my hell. I'll say that. Interesting. I'm carrying around a small suitcase with all my stuff. But then again, it's like, am I going to just automatically adopt some kind of ghost uniform? Like maybe let's mm. say the outfit I was wearing when I when I died was like Dickies. You know what I mean? A pair oh, of Dickies. Fresh. Fresh Dickies. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know, this t-shirt, which literally says, I've faced my fears. Um, it's a graphic wow. tee. Um, if I died in this, I'm actually wearing Dickies and this graphic tee. If I died in this, this would be embarrassing. But if I was wearing something kind of cool, lacy, kind of hot, kind of hot, hot ghost, that would be cool. That'd be cool. Right. But also you want to be comfortable in the afterlife, I imagine. So true. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be in like the G string that I definitely own and my <laughs> laciest um, brassiere. I don't know. Hello, I don't brassiere. like it. such a ghost thing of me to say sometimes I act very Victorian and I'm like I could be a pretty good ghost I was just gonna say that actually first I was gonna say brassiere is a very Victorian word secondly I was gonna say you have a Victorian quality about you maybe it's the fact that you're white but I (laughs) a large part of it is just I think there's just a way with it about I just think that you have a language that you use that makes me feel like Tessa would do well in the late 1800s, maybe even early, mm. earlier on in that century. Thank you. I think that's why I connect to ghosts so well. <laughs> also, you know, sometimes you ever just hear voices and you're like, okay, let's just pretend they're ghosts so I don't feel crazy. No, that is not an experience I share, but I no, I stand okay. with you. All right. <laughs> well, on that note, we're right. going to take a quick break. We're going to throw it to the advertisements that we definitely have. And when we come back, we are going to be joined by just, I mean, if Trina is a bird of the sea, then our next guest is white horses of the cliffs of Dover. Okay. You know, it, like like the sea foam, <laughs> the, the salty <laughs> foam of the sea. I'll come up with a better one once we get back from commercials. Um, okay. okay, bye. Bye. Seven in 10 girls believe that they are, in some way, not good enough. For more information on this startling statistic, please visit patriarchy.biz. But here at Gold Comedy, we're using comedy to help girls run the world. How? By helping teen girls and women and non-binary folks boost their confidence, smash perfectionism, write sharper, think faster, and command any stage. I'm Gold's founder, Lynn Harris, and I approve this message and the message that soup is always good after a bad day. But that's not what this ad is for. Soup doesn't need ads. Join Gold Comedy at club.goldcomedy.com. 
And we're back. I've always wanted to say that, uh, but it doesn't work very well for the way that this podcast is. So forget I ever did it. Okay. I'm so excited to bring on our guest, our first guest. She is a SAG-AFTRA actress. Do you know what that is, Trina? Yes. Cool, me too. Let's not talk anymore about it. Right. She is a writer and a stand-up comedian. She has appeared on several shows such as Queen Sugar, Rectify, and Stargirl, which we need to talk about because I need to know if that's what I'm thinking it is. She was born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky, so we share Southern roots. She graduated from the Art Institute of Atlanta. She worked as a graphic designer for Fox 5 News in Atlanta. She's been freaking everywhere, and she is now making a killing in the comedic streets. Please welcome Benita Ellery. Clap, 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 clap. Hello, Benita. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Um, so tell us real quick what, what you've been up to this past week in terms of comedy. What's what's the grind looked like? Open mics. I've just been hitting the Louisville streets <laughs> in Kentucky, um, if that's even a thing, hard. And, um, you know, just trying to uh, figure out how I can take my jokes further the ones that are hitting hard and just, you know, take them further and, you know, just trying to be in the moment and do the things. And you said when you first started with gold, you were like, I'll never do this. Right. What was your. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, OK, Lynn. Yeah. OK. I'm going to I'm going to take the class. Period. End of story. You know, it was great. Whatever, whatever. And now Lynn has got me in these Louisville streets doing the thing. (laughs) Every time I get up on stage, I'm like, Lynn Harris, (laughs) I'm going to kick your butt. But I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm actually going to. um, So my birthday is January the 22nd. Uh, Wink, wink. Wait, hello. Uh, I'm January 30th. Hello, Aquarius. Hello. Okay. Here's a little factoid. Um. There are more Aquariuses in the entertainment industry than any other Zodiac sign. Oh, man. <laughs> but there are also more Aquariuses in insane asylums. Oh, hello. Than oh. Hello, overlap. Hello, Venn diagram. Let's think about it. Let's position ourselves. You know what? And I believe that because something about our qualities are, they're a little off. I'll say that, but. Maybe it means we're destined for stardom or something. I'm not sure. Yes. Yes. But hopefully I'll see Lynn. um, I'm going to try to be in Brooklyn for my birthday and try to hit some open mics. Nice. That's so sweet. Then. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And (laughs) thank you. I'm getting the sense that you kind of follow astrology. Is that true? Or you believe in it? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, who else you would follow Because it I'm the only person that matters. That's an Aquarius trait. Mm. Yeah, for me. I mean, I don't know, like, what my moon star and my, you know, my second satellite feed is or all that other I'm crap. Zeb. I just know. Not the satellite feed. That's so funny because you know what? That's honestly, if people are being honest about astrology, that is what it is. It is about you, just, you being yeah. into astrology for yourself. Right, yeah. right, right. Like it's somebody like, will be like, I'm a Virgo, and I'll just be like, who cares? <laughs> hey, I'm not a Virgo, so it doesn't matter like, to me. What does that mean? Right. 
Why? <laughs> well, the reason I ask is because I feel like if you believe in the, if you can believe in those sort of things, I wonder what your relationship is to the paranormal in the form of our topic of the day, ghosts. <laughs> Hello, so, I was just making okay. a little transition. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about this? This this episode is about to come full circle, y'all. I didn't do this on purpose, right? So I'm just getting dressed, grabbing something. My shirt has a skeleton on it. Oh, my God. I don't know if you can see. If you can see. Okay, oh, it, it is. And I'm just like, oh, the afterlife. <laughs> We're doing a podcast on ghosts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I went to the emergency room because um, I took a, a, a edible. Oh, my God. <laughs> So that was my, that was my, I, near life, uh, near death experience. Mm. I took, I mean, I I don't smoke the reefers or drink or any of that. And I um, had just finished filming a a movie with uh, Benicio Del Toro. So I was kind of smelling myself, you know, and my, my stylist gave me, you know, a little package and was like, only take half of one. I think, I don't know what the strand was, like 50 mil, whatever. Oh my so I was like, God, okay, I get time. back to Louisville. <laughs> and I te- and so she kept texting me. She said, only take half, <laughs> only take half. I had never done this before in my life. Uh, I was like, I'm fat. I'll take the whole one. <laughs> it's not going to do anything. Uh, yeah, I almost died. Uh, <laughs> in my in my mind, in my mind. I want to know if you like felt like you connected with the afterlife at all for a second, or if you saw any ghosts. Uh, in well, um, I felt colors. <laughs> okay, does, is that connecting? I'm uh, yes, I am. Felt- it does. I felt like there were um, a million ants uh, crawling through all of my arteries and high-fiving each other. That's the afterlife. I thought I was having a stroke, a heart attack, and an aneurysm all at the same time. And the paramedics just said, no, Miss Ellery, you're just extremely high. (laughs) And you want to know the worst part about it? And this is... I'm so embarrassed about this. Y'all not going to tell anybody, are you? Okay, no. good. This is just going to be between us. I'm in the the ambulance because, you know, this, I'm an Aquarius. This is, you know, life or death. Literally. Listen, been and I there. Keep going. I'm sorry, been there. Yeah. Uh, I am like, this isn't, you know, I'm feeling hot and cold at this. Like, I'm literally having an outer body experience. Like, I can see myself out of my body and I'm telling the paramedic and he's holding my hand and he goes because I, t- I was like I'm an actor I, I, I've never <laughs> done anything like this I didn't lose my virginity until I was 25 do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and um he goes well now you have material for your stand-up I'm dead and I was like oh it's literally what? true but anyway I kept telling him I said something's wrong something's wrong I you know we get to the hospital they wheel me out on the gurney. And I, I'm so embarrassed about this, y'all. So don't promise me you're not going to tell anybody. I raised my hands. This is when the good high kicked in. And I started singing at the top of my <laughs> lungs, I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly. Oh, my oh, wow. God. <laughs> Interesting. But wait a minute. <laughs> the worst part about it... <laughs> No one is going to know about this oh, except our whole audience. I want you to know. Of which we have many. So people will know, but you know, maybe they won't 
They'll send you a text. Maybe it won't be people in the grocery store. But wait a minute, guys. Verbatim. Ver- I've, I've never seen that song. We get into the hospital and they don't have a bed for me. And I'm trying to cry, but of course, dry mouth and whatever. So all the doctors and nurses are like, what's wrong with her? And they're like, oh, she just took edibles. So I keep singing this song. Even the people who were sick over the corner who were dying and all the nurses and doctors chimed in with me and everybody sung the entire Whoa, that is so that's like very humans of New York. You know what I mean? That's giving humans of New York. Hang on. You got you got an entire room of people to sing an R. Kelly song also is how that can be reinterpreted. Interesting. Sick people in the emergency room. Imagine right. you're like in your last hour and you're like, you know what? Let me chime in. You're like, right, right, last breath, right. let's kick it. Let's sing right, this song. Right. That's insane. Right. That's Gotta go. I, almost, I almost died, y'all. I almost died. I did. I almost died. Oh, and I, t- I asked the doctor, I said, he was fine too, by the way. <laughs> I asked him, I said, um... I said, did I die? And he said, no, Miss Ellery, you didn't die. And I said, if I if I did, would you tell me? And he was like, of course. And then he was like, but it really wouldn't matter because you would be dead. And I was like, oh. oh that okay. is so funny. <laughs> I need you to stand over my dead body and tell it it is dead. <laughs> um, but Benita, you write, don't you write horror things as well yes, horror fiction i am 95 pages into finishing uh a full length cuz i wrote a a uh, 15 minute horror film when the pandemic first hit we shot it um and everything like guerrilla style uh i paid for everything and then uh the editor just kind of dropped the ball so now i just have to edit it but it's called zoom's day and it's really scary. But uh, and I'm just, you know, once I find an editor for it, um, who's not going to charge me a million dollars, I'll get that done. Um, and now my full length horror movie, because I love horror, uh, it's called Mother's Milk. Mm. So I'll have to share with you guys the poster. Yeah, it's it's put it this way, guys. It's so scary that I can't work on it at night. <clears throat> wow. Wow. Damn. Yeah, that's, because that's I so powerful see- that you're able to scare yourself in that way. <laughs> like you are, that's your Google Doc. You know what I mean? That you're writing in, and so I guess I'm kind of wondering. You're leaving the comments. You're editing. You're seeing your edit, your own edit history, and even still, it's even copy and paste, and then like you know what? It's like I see the the this creature that I have created in this film. When I go down the hall, I see her. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, just, I can't, I have to okay. leave the doors open. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like that. Might be a it's public like, library Google Doc moment. Maybe not. <laughs> not in your So, room. okay, do you enjoy mixing your love of horror with your love of comedy? And do you find that to be easy or just like, nah? What's your, what's your be like with that? Uh... Actually, it comes easy for me. I think just because I don't know, I'm just weird. Like I'm this weirdo, and 
another Aquarius like, trait. I'm just a yes, and right. I'm and just like, writing this down. Me and you are kin. I do think we have a lot in common. I will say that because girl. that is so funny. I agree. Yes, girl. E- email me after the 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 podcast. We'll I will talk, email you. I'll say yes, hi. yes. Hopefully, we can have a um table read like 15, 30 pages uh with gold in in the in the daylight. We'll do it so that you don't get. Oh, so girl, yes. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> even go see this film at, at in the dark. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I'd love that. That'd be so fun. Um, Benita. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to interrupt your like Aquarius vibe. <laughs> no, the synergy is meant to be broken. I'll say that, Tessa, because okay. you're trying to no, get I'm... a job done. So ask your no, questions. I'm, I'm a Sagittarius, so I have to okay, assume that that's why. This is your season, then, no? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it is all about me right now. So if you guys could just stop. <laughs> uh, we'll, right, we'll stop. We'll stop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you feel like you interact with ghosts? IRL like uh do you have ghost experiences Tess Tessa yes. that, that was an amazing question oh my god okay so here's the thing about me again being an Aquarius ghosts <laughs> know not to fuck with me like real talk mm-hmm. because I don't like to be like I can you can scare me but I have to legit be awake like making like deviled eggs. I don't even like deviled eggs. Why did I say that? But anyway, I have to be doing something like legit. Then they can come and like move shit or make a noise or whatever. But if I'm sleep, I be like, I'm the devil. Do you know? Like I'm Belzebub. Like they know not to come and like mess with me at all. Yeah. But if, if, if it's the daytime, and it's just something that I can't, as long as they don't like try to do something to my eyes, that creeps me out. Anything, any kind of eye violence. <laughs> mm. Okay. Yeah. You have to, I'm sorry. You, can you just run it back for a second? <laughs> what do you kind of mean by eye violence? Yeah. Um, like, um, if they like force my eyes open or try to like, <laughs> You know, doink if they, you know, like that, you doink. know, I mean, that, yeah, like they can like twist my arm or like push me into a, just like no eye violence. No, that's eye where violence. I draw the line. So boundaries for Benita. Yeah, but they know that though. They know, they know. They, mm-hmm. the ghosts know. Mm-hmm. They, they don't yeah. have issues. So yeah, right. I suspect they're very intelligent. <laughs> right. Well, Benita. Are you looking forward to any specific comedy things? Is there anything you want to shout out for yourself as a little pro? Um, yeah, well, actually, I don't know the exact dates yet, but I'll let you know. But in February, I am going to be performing at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, um, Indiana. So, and huge. Um, That's amazing. I met a bunch of people down there when I was there performing a play last month. And uh, so it should be, it should be, it should be good. Um, yeah. And I actually met a girl who comes down here to do the open mic who's from Bloomington. And I think she's one of the hosts. So uh, that's it. Uh, shout wow. out to Gold and Lynn and Maggie and Tessa and Trina and Christina and all the beautiful humans. And thank you. Thank you for letting me come on here and 
Thank you so much for Dish being about here. ghosts. Oh my God. Thank Absolutely. you for coming. This was a joy. I will be emailing you 100%. And if you want to see more of Benita and read more of her stuff and see more of her content, she is on Instagram, I believe. Is that true? And here's Benita. So like, here's Johnny. For all you older people who knew about Johnny Carson, you, Tess and Trina, you would know about that. But it's <laughs> here's and then H-E-R-E-S and then my name, B-O-N-I-T-A. Here's Benita. And we'll throw that in the description box. You can also probably see a lot of clips of her on the gold Instagram, which is just that gold comedy. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much, Benita. We're going to take another quick break and we will be back with a second guest. Oh, my God. Bye. Hi, it's me, Lynn, founder of Gold Comedy. You and I met before when we were talking about soup. Well, I founded Gold because I believe that comedy is power. Because when you make people laugh, you make people listen. And I want to make sure that everybody listens to women and non-binary folks. The Gold Comedy Club is an all-inclusive comedy world with women and non-binary folks right at the center. Your annual subscription includes classes, celebrity Q&As, performances, practice, and collaboration, all in a safe, ad-free community of people who get you and your jokes. So join us to amplify your voice, literally with a mic, at club.goldcomedy.com. Call us the cool kids on the bus, because we're back. We have our second guest with us. We are so excited to talk to. She... First of all, went to high school with me. I feel like it can't be ignored. Um, but we're not going to talk about that kind of ghost today. Um, <laughs> she currently lives in Florida. In my mind, one of the hauntedest places <laughs> in the country. And she works at a museum where she learns lots about ghosts. Her name is Cheyenne. Please welcome her on. Hi, Cheyenne. You may now talk. Hey, Tess. Uh, sorry to bunch up your flow there. Yeah, no, I live in Florida. <laughs> I live in the oldest city in Florida, in St. Augustine. And St. Augustine mm-hmm. was founded in 1565. I work at a house museum that was built in 1798. And I also work for a historic print map company that distributes stuff like ghost stories and historical booklets and all of that. Yeah. What type of studying do you have to do to like keep that job and have it initially um to keep the museum job like do old people tell you lore and it's just like passed on so that you can tell what do you do in your job is i think maybe where we should start (laughs) no because let's get down to the business (laughs) the business of uh, what I'm up to, I'm assistant curator at the Jimenez Facio House Museum. Um, it is on Ovule Street in St. Augustine. That's the oldest paved street in America. And <sighs> I am, so as an assistant curator slash assistant archivist, I just kind of follow around our archivist. Her name is Miss Turin. And she writes, she's responsible for the cataloging at the museum. She writes the exhibits. Uh, We're currently doing a Black History Tour right now, which takes a lot of archival research, which means going to uh, the historical research libraries. And she is from Puerto Rico. So in St. Augustine, that really helps, especially with all the Spanish stuff that we have to read. So there's a lot of 
archival research and reading stuff and finding birth dates and death dates and then going into interpretation and how do we get people who visit museums to get excited about the history that we want to portray and kind of uh, specialty tours. We do a lot of specialty tours and designing. Um, we do have paranormal tours that go through the house, um, like in the middle of the night and stuff. And yeah, so that's what I get up to. I also work at the Historic Print Map Company. I just do writing and stuff like that. And most of the jobs I get are through knowing random people, random old people. And they do, they are telling me lore pretty consistently. Just random, you know, bits of fact or rumor, you know, it's hard to tell. So the, you know, paranormal tours that happen in that house, what is the story of that? Like, what do they tell people or are there specific ghosts for that house? Yeah, there's, so <laughs> there's specific ghosts, but um, it's really interesting. They actually found the name of a girl who never lived in the house and that's the specific ghost that they use. But the Jimenez Facio house was a boarding house in St. Augustine. And pre-1900s, St. Augustine was kind of a convalescence destination. So people who had tuberculosis, um, most of the time the consumption, would come down to Florida in hopes that the humidity and the climate would um, help their immune system strengthen a bit. We found out later on that the humidity and the heaviness of the Florida climate damages people's lungs <laughs> uh, when they have tuberculosis. Damn. A lot of the times it made things worse. Damn it. Yeah, at the Jimenez Facio House, uh, so we hosted, we in the past, in the 1800s, would have hosted sick people who were wealthy and coming down hoping to get better. And something that we say in the tour is we have a frail ladies room talking about the convalescence history. And we say that, you know, you're coming down here, you're an old lady, you're sick, or even if you're just normally sick, you have to be pragmatic in those times. You know, you don't know the resources in the place that you're about to visit. So a lot of the times people would travel with their coffins, like have their coffins pre-made for them. Uh, we say that she most likely would have stored that coffin under her bed in her hotel room. We do have um, 13 names of people who have died in that house. And so we reference um, those people. And different spaces have in the house do have different ghosts that the paranormal investigators have been talking to. Uh, there's Little Madison is a name that they came up with in the owner's parlor. So that's probably the daughter of some, uh, some guests that stayed here. There's also, uh, we have a detached kitchen to the house that's original to the 1798 construction. And of course, if you're an enslaved person or a servant who is cooking, you are in the kitchen 24-7, and kids kind of fit wherever you can put them. And so true. Yeah, especially uh, back then. And the sleeping quarters in the kitchen would have been on top. So apparently in the Jimenez Facio house, there is a ghost in that detached kitchen, uh, one of the children of a cook at one point. And they go and talk oh. to them and... It's, it's kind of funny. They leave toys, like modern toys, in the kitchen. And everybody's very serious about the ghosts at the museum. I have my own personal opinions about ghosts, but I do a lot of jobs that people are like, all right, this building is haunted, and all of these people have these experiences. Wow. <clears throat> Has anything, like, scary or spooky happened to you while working this job? Or do you feel like you think about things differently 
and maybe more paranoid? Well, I would say maybe nothing overtly and visibly spooky. Definitely, I'm alone in this house. I'm dusting, and, you know, we're not open for tours right now, and there's footsteps above me kind of thing. Uh, You're saying it so casually. Like, something like that would send me over the edge, and I will say that. (laughs) You're brave. I think also, I think ghosts just know that I want it too much. Like, I am definitely a history academic person, But as a kid, I love ghost stories and reading paranormal stuff and watching, like, Animal Planet's The Haunting and all of that. But I think they know that I want it too much. They wouldn't show themselves to me, but I have footsteps. I also, when I was a freshman in college, I went to Flagler College, which is actually in an old hotel that was built in 1888. What? The colleges? I'll send you a picture in the chat. It is kind of crazy. Did you know that when you applied or was that like a draw for you? It was. It was actually like, this is an old hotel. I only applied to colleges that were haunted. Wait, are you being serious? Sorry. Is that a, you're being serious? Wow. I applied to um, Loyola, which is a Jesuit university in New Orleans and College of Charleston, which is supposedly haunted and Flagler, which is that old hotel. And I lived on the third floor which is it's where the hotel rooms were, the guest rooms. And my freshman roommate and I would every now and then get um, like knocking on the door at midnight for like a scheduled amount of time. And we would go out there and nobody would be in the hallway. So that was either very committed, like ding dong ditcher or some sort of ghost. And there's a lot of stories that come out of there. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Can I have a lot of questions about ghosts that I feel like I'll never have a better space to pose than here. So right. we do a little bit of a rapid fire type thing. She's nodding yes uh, for <laughs> to be listening. Um, so question first, can ghosts talk, do you think? Um, ghosts are people. People can talk. I picture ghosts as being a few layers away from us, if that makes sense. So there's more gunk for them to kind of get their words through. So maybe they have a hard time talking, but they do do it sometimes. And when we do the paranormal investigations, um, there is a, have you guys heard of a spirit box? Yes. I would love to I would love to know what that is. Yeah, and it's it's a very foreboding name, but it's all it's it's kind of funny. Um the spirit box is like a radio basically and it switches between AM channels at a rapid rate. Um like one channel every second or two channels every second or something like that. And they switch between these channels so fast that you're not able to actually hear what any individual channel is saying. So if you get a sentence or even a name like Roger or, um, you know, stop that or come over here, it is meaningful because you're not actually hearing a radio channel. You're hearing like fate or a ghost manipulating the technology to actually string a sentence together instead of just random like and it's very like. It sounds like, you know, (laughs) how often would you say you use that? They have the paranormal investigations at least once a month. Um, I don't use it for my historical research or anything, Um, but I wonder if you could use a spirit box as a primary source. Probably. Well, I don't know is what I should respond 
But your commentary on uh, the sounds is very interesting to me because you always see in like movies and stuff, the ghost goes like, woo. And that, I mean, it's like I do associate it with ghosts, but it's like they used to be people. Why wouldn't they be able to talk? What is your opinion of ghosts in, you know, media portrayal? Um, I think that honestly, the way that ghosts are portrayed in media has really shaped the way that people try to interact with ghosts. Yeah, I would think that, again, they're people. Ghosts are people who have passed away and um, you would imagine have the same capacity to be angry or happy or bleh or, you know, nothing. And I don't know, you have to wonder, like, why would somebody haunt something? And it makes sense that an intensity of emotion would cause somebody to haunt something. And anger is pretty intense. So horror movies kind of using ghosts as, uh, you know, always angry creatures might make sense. I But for me, like, they're people. So they're not always out to get you. Sometimes they just kind of run around. And that's been mostly my experience is ghosts just tapping around. That's that crazy. is... That's such a I liked that empathetic, as an <laughs> empathetic view of them. That's such a sweet, I don't know, that's like, that's making me want to meet them. I don't know. Yeah, thank you. And that's like when we do have the, the paranormal people come into the museum, it is very empathetic. Like they, like I said, they bring those toys and they try and talk to the children and like, how are you feeling? And like, what do you want to tell us? And that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So I would say maybe media is kind of closed off. It's not as multifaceted as it could be. Do you, did you ever do like Ouija boards as a youth? Yes, I actually did. And I threw a Ouija board away at the uh, fire station, um, in Mount Pleasant and it came back to me. How? <laughs> How did it come back to you? <laughs> we threw it in a dumpster and then like a few days later, it was back in the drawer where it goes mm, what yeah yeah oh yeah why did you throw it away right and like what you know what did yeah. it tell you we threw it away um because it was like saying the same thing over and over again no matter like what time of day we were trying to interact with it and it was me and my little sister and probably some of her friends and some of our friends um it was just saying like Za 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 over and over again. It's the ghost of the pizza. It's a troll <laughs> ghost. It was like a little bit of a of like a prankster. It was like spamming you. <laughs> it was. It was spamming us with this, and um, it was something like with the connection. For some reason, we were thinking that 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 was demonic or something like that. So we threw it away. And you know, people hype themselves up. I think that's what a lot of ghost stuff is. It's like energy. I think that humans are so interesting and intense. You know, when you walk into a room, you kind of sense the vibe. Like if somebody is angry at somebody else, you kind of notice it when you get in there and it's like a bodily experience. We leave something of that behind when we die because it's just so effective. Um, and especially like certain events of our life, maybe it stays in a spot or whatever. Um, but Yes, I think it's something to do with energy and people reacting to ghosts and thinking that ghosts should be a certain way will shape their 
you know, experiences of it. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's yeah, it's like, incredible. I want to cool. write that down. That is like a really beautiful Shit. thing to say. I have a question, actually. What kind of energy do you see like most in the ghosts that you interact with? I know you said that anger is something that people play up a lot, but like, I guess in like your experience and in like the experience of the work that you do, is there like one overarching one, especially given the historical site that you're at that comes up a lot? I have two answers. I think in general, needy. (laughs) They're needy. (laughs) It's kind of like, notice me like, Hey, I'm here. Kind of like acknowledge my presence and interact with me, please, please. Um, yeah. And then, and since we're doing the Black History Tour, and it some of it feels kind of like like a weird prophecy. Like all the people coming together to get this tour are from places and have experiences that are so thematically relevant to what we're doing. Um, that it feels very powerful and everybody gets excited when we get together to do practice and stuff. And Mr. James Bullock, who is a historic interpreter and actor in St. Augustine, has noted that he kind of, and he's a paranormal guy as well, he does tarot, um, he thinks the spirits are happy. You know, he thinks that people are appreciative. And it does, like you do notice kind of a brightening. So I would say maybe they're very needy in general. And then um, when you do good things, they notice and the environment kind of seems more peppy. Wow. Like they know what you're doing. Well, Cheyenne, we've learned like literally so much about ghosts um, and my personal spirits have been lifted and raised. So thank you so much for coming on with this conversation. Um, Were you allowed to cuss on this podcast? Famously. I want to, my closer for my personal beliefs from my museum experience, creative writing, et cetera, anthropology or whatever, uh, is that ghosts and aliens both come from deep within the earth's pussy. Oh my God. Hello. (laughs) I knew it. You heard it here first and probably last. Wow. What? An absolutely incredible episode, Trina. I'm stoked. I've learned so much about ghosts. My face hurts from laughing. We just, we meet really great people on this podcast. It's almost enough to make you want to come back. Actually, it is enough. It's enough to make you want to come back for more and more. (laughs) Yeah. And what's the best way to do that, you're asking? Hit subscribe and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, but only if it's a five stars. (laughs) And we... Appreciate the fans so much. Shout out to ghosts. Shout out to Victorians. Uh, shout out to Victorias. Any shout outs for you, Trina? Uh, shout out to you, Tessa. Oh, <laughs> Trina, now I feel bad for not shouting out to you. Shout no, out to you. Thank you. No, but I didn't even mean it like that. I just mean like, yeah, this was so fun. Amazing. Okay, so shout out to Trina. Shout out to Tess. Shout out to our guests as well. Thank you to Benita and Cheyenne for coming on. Make sure you go check out all of their links, which will be down below in the description. And we can't wait to see you next week when we talk about, I don't know yet. Don't worry about it. Come back and find out, you crazy goof. (laughs) And scene. Woo!